0: You're listening to a podcast from the South China Morning Post.
1: There's two conversations happening about the future of the internet right now. And when I say those words, future of the internet, I mean the future of the web, that thing people used to call the World Wide Web the thing people have been using since about 1995 to view text and images, play games, hear music, and watch videos from around the world on websites. There once was a time when you had to sit in front of a computer to access the web. But now it's something you check while you're on a bus or a train, or when you're sitting at a restaurant or lying in bed. The mobile web didn't just change the world so that Instagram, WhatsApp, and Tinder could come into existence. For people living in countries across Africa, Asia, and Latin America, it means they could skip the whole need for a computer and just access the web via their phones. For people in China, the year 2011 was when WeChat started, and every online transaction and interaction could be done inside one app in their phone. But now there's a discussion about the next change that's coming one that's promising the same kind of revolution that happened when the Internet became the World Wide Web. And that conversation is about something called the metaverse. The metaverse isn't on its way. It's here. On one side of the world, the conversation about the metaverse is being dominated by one tech giant. And on this side of the world, it's a number of tech giants and game developers and investors who are going all in on the metaverse. Welcome to the Metaverse edition of Inside China. My name is Xin Mei Shen. I'm a reporter on the tech desk here at the South China Morning Post in Hong Kong. In today's episode, we're going to recap for you just what the Metaverse is as well as looking at how the metaverse is developing, not just from a Chinese perspective, but from our position here on the opposite side of the planet to Silicon Valley. Because if you're in the United States, the UK, Europe, or Australia right now, the entire conversation about who's building the metaverse is all about the comments of one man and one company. I'm anticipating Mark Zuckerberg talking about the metaverse. I think he's more excited about the metaverse than anything. Meantime, Mark loves the metaverse. Our next guest sat down with Zuckerberg in a rare one-on-one. Facebook is planning to rebrand itself with a new name to focus on the metaverse. The Western news narrative is all about Facebook's announcements about the metaverse. But of course, it's not just Mark Zuckerberg's plans to pivot his multi-billion dollar social media platform towards the metaverse that's making news this week. Facebook is also facing serious allegations and revelations about its corporate conduct, its involvement in allowing conspiracy theories and hate speech, its knowledge of the mental health impacts of Instagram on teenage girls. There's a lot going on with Facebook right now, but there's one thing Facebook is not, and that is, it is not the only company to talk about developing and expanding the metaverse. Before we get started, Let me help you understand just what the metaverse is with three easy steps. Three big references using pop culture to explain things. Step one, if you're going online and search for news articles about the metaverse, at some point in whatever piece you're reading, the journalist will reference a 1992 novel titled Snow Crash, written by Neil Stephenson. Have a listen to this excerpt from his book. It's the first mention of the metaverse.
2: As Hiro approaches the street, he sees two young couples, probably using their parents' computers for a double date in the metaverse, climbing down out of port zero, which is the local port of entry and monorail stop. He is not seeing real people, of course. This is all part of the moving illustration drawn by his computer, according to specifications coming down the optic fiber cable. The people are pieces of software called avatars. They are the audio-visual bodies that people use to communicate with each other in the metaverse. Hero's avatar is now on the street too. And if the couples coming off the monorail look over in his direction, they can see him, just as he's seeing them. They could strike up a conversation. Hero and the U store it in LA, and the four teenagers probably on a couch in a suburb of Chicago, each with their own laptop. But they probably won't talk to each other any more than they would in reality.
1: That's an excerpt from Snow Crash by Neil Stephenson, published by Bantam in 1992. Back in 1992, the concept of MMORPGs, massive multiplayer online role-playing games, had started becoming a thing. Maybe you know someone who once played Nexus or Ultima Online. You probably know someone who's played World of Warcraft or Grand Theft Auto. But definitely... You definitely know someone who played Fortnite. If you know Fortnite, then maybe you know of the live events that happened there. And I'm not talking about massive explosions and battles against giant enemies. This is the sound of a thousand foot tall avatar of Travis Scott performing as thousands of tiny players in jetpacks zoom around him. And then there was this concert by Ariana Grande inside Fortnite in August this year. in which thousands of fans float around in bubbles as a giant Ariana Grande with wings zooms through a pastel-colored city in the sky inside the world of Fortnite. This is step two in understanding the metaverse. It's sort of already here. Being able to buy and sell real-life items, being able to attend events inside this world is one of the things that has developers, analysts, and big tech companies excited about the metaverse. Step three is to surf your way through a bunch of Hollywood science fiction films, which reference a version of the metaverse.
2: Do you want to know what it is?
1: You can go straight to the post-apocalyptic dystopia, where our robot overlords pump a virtual world straight into our brains, while they harvest the energy from our bodies, and watch Keanu Reeves in The Matrix.
2: The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us even now in this very room.
1: But most news stories you'll see or read about the Metaverse like to talk about the movie based on the book Ready Player One.
3: Nice racing, Parua. You're the first to finish.
1: If you haven't seen the movie yet, it mostly takes place in a massive virtual world, starring all your favorite characters and toys from all the movies and games you've ever played. A virtual world where King Kong, the DeLorean from Back to the Future, Marvel and DC Superheroes, and Super Mario Kart all exist at the same time. It's a good reference for what people are talking about with the metaverse, but it's just one game. The metaverse is more than playing one game in a virtual reality headset. There's also the new film starring Ryan Reynolds called Free Guy. It takes you inside a game where players wear augmented reality glasses as part of their gaming experience. Put these on. Okay, fine. I do. Oh my God! What
3: are these trick glasses or something? Guy, there is no easy way to say
2: this. This world—it's
1: a video game. In the metaverse, the special glasses are going to be worn by people outside of the games walking around with you and me in the real world, but they'll be able to see and access virtual items, buy things, as well as interact with games. It's not just about Oculus headsets sold by Facebook. There's a lot of companies on this side of the world developing AR and VR technology. Josh Ear works with me on the tech desk here at the South China Morning Post, and he's been following the development of the metaverse as well as who's getting involved in it for the past few months. Josh, who have you been speaking with?
4: I've been speaking to a lot of people, and then they've been raving about internet. You know, at this point. Let me start with Matthew Kanterman. He's a senior equity research analyst, you know, specializing in technology for Bloomberg Intelligence. And he has put out a major report recently, you know, into a forecast for investment into the metaverse and, you know, what that, what that industry is going to shake out to be. So I started by asking him the basics. What is the metaverse and what are the components that make it?
0: The way I think about the metaverse, I'm going to use a lot of kind of buzzwords, but, you know, it's the intersection of of several key megatech trends that have evolved in the last call it decades, social networking, online games, um, you know, 3D virtual worlds. I like to use kind of a long winded description, but it's it's 3D, social, virtual, shared, um, persistent experiences is kind of the best way that I describe the metaverse. You know, so when you think about it, you know, a good analogy is kind of like a a traditional shopping mall, you know, inside of a shopping mall are different stores. Um, Some of them are bigger than others. You have like the anchor tenants and then you have the smaller stores and the metaverse is going to kind of be like that where you're going to have, you know, there'll be a Facebook metaverse. There will be a Roblox metaverse. There will be all these different, you know, walled gardens as well as open shared spaces. And they'll kind of all intersect just like a shopping mall would. So when we look at the, the metaverse market opportunity, we break it down into four buckets, four relatively large buckets. So, you know, the first thing I did is say, well, I think that the metaverse is the evolution of online 3D virtual games. Um, you know, a lot of these large games already have metaverse-like characteristics. You know, again, if I go back to those words, those descriptive words that I mentioned, 3D virtual shared persistent spaces um, that are social, you know, a lot of them already checked many of those buckets. Things like persistent maybe are still lacking. And so there's a really big opportunity for games to elevate into the metaverse. And so we're looking at China, for example, you know, Tencent is already starting to do things like that with Honor of Kings, with these branded events, you know, they did they do events around movies and, and concerts inside of Honor of Kings already. They have branded content, branded skins. These are the sorts of things that can happen more holistically in the metaverse. And so they're on the way there with that. Um, you know, if, if we look at You know, alongside that, I mentioned that it's the next evolution of social networking. So obviously, all of the ad revenue that accrues to social networks is going to become fair game because now you're going to be competing for a share of those ad dollars. That's absolutely another huge market that comes into play in the metaverse. Alongside that, one of the biggest opportunities we're looking at to really drive, in addition to these core markets that these companies already compete in, these live events and and concerts. I mentioned Tencent did that. Concerts is going to be the one of the biggest and, and most near-term pieces of that. Um, you know, if you think about the music industry and take a step back, most artists, unless you're like Taylor Swift or, or BTS, you don't make money from making music anymore. You make money from concerts. You don't make money from Spotify and, and streaming for the average performer. You make money from going on tour for three months and leaving your family and doing a show every other night or every third night. That hurts your body. That hurts your family. That's just not really a great way to live. You make money, but it's really tough. So, you know, what if you could do a show inside of Roblox or inside of Fortnite or inside of Honor of Kings and reach a million, five million, 10 million people at once, charge five to $10 US a person, 100 HKD, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, that's a huge opportunity. And you can do that from your couch or you can do that from a studio in your town or in your house. You don't have to go on tour and leave your family. Music is going to be a massive opportunity in the metaverse. I think you're already starting to see that. Fortnite's done a few things as well as Roblox, but that's only scratching the surface. Those are pre-recorded, more like in-game events than they are concerts. I think we're going to actually, eventually in the next couple of years, see a live concert where a million or more people will go in and watch and potentially even pay to watch um, a live concert inside of a metaverse platform. And so I think that's one of the biggest opportunities alongside that. I think you've also got sports as a big opportunity. Um, You know, unity's particularly the, the game engine company has been making a big push into live sports. They hired the former CEO of Liverpool FC who used to also be a gaming exec at EA and Sega, Peter Moore to run their sports business. And so, you know, I think what they're trying to do is build a white label 3D platform for sports leagues sports teams to be able to uh, connect with their fans inside of the metaverse inside of virtual platforms and so that's a big opportunity as well and then i also think there's opportunities around you know films as well the box office being able to do those things um, more immersively you know I, I you know we saw a lot of good reaction by consumers around you know the direct to home premium release of movies during the pandemic but it's still not the same as going to the movie theater right and so is there a way that we can make the you know that experience at home more like the movie theater without having to you know deck out your house with fancy equipment? And so I think that's an opportunity as well. And so when we kind of tie in those those advertising, the gaming, the live events, and obviously the hardware associated VR, AR, gaming hardware, um, you know that gets you to 800 billion. Um, that's quite a large market opportunity for these companies. And and I and I think you know most of these drivers that I've talked about um i only include these because they're relatively near-term opportunities there's also longer-term opportunities that don't fall in my forecast that could well push this market over a trillion dollars education um enterprise we saw facebook roll out a meetings app for enterprise um there's there's opportunities well beyond that market that i've laid out as well as some of the back-end tools some of the infrastructure and software that goes behind behind the scenes you know these things create much uh, a lot of value, well in excess of, of that eight hundred billion.
4: Of course, I also really had to ask, when did the metaverse start, and when do we see it?
0: I mean, I think we're already there with Roblox. Like, go play, go <laughs> go log into Roblox and check it out. It's already there. I think Facebook and Epic are gearing up for bigger pushes. I think Epic tried with their Fortnite Creative Mode, and it didn't really take off. And you know, for me, one of the key enabling technologies and you know, for China, it might be different, but in the West, for sure, uh, user-generated content seems to be a key enabling technology of the metaverse, you know, to be able to create, you know, experiences that you can really feel ownership of and and really, you know, have self-identification with. And, you know, and that ties into crypto to some degree, but, you know, I think a lot of this is being driven by, you know, in real life, we like to express ourselves with clothes, phones, whatever we buy. And I think in the virtual world, it's going to be the same thing. There's going to be a real big demand for digital self-expression. And so we're already seeing that in Roblox. I think Fortnite, they need to figure out what they're doing with creative mode or they need to go out and buy someone like Manticore um, to really make that work. But, you know, having that UGC layer um, will be really key. Facebook did this, they went out and bought Unit 2 games, which is a platform called Crata, um, which is tying into their Horizon platform that they're building. Um, so, you know, you look, at, you look at kind of how UGC is playing a big role um, you know, and so I think the pieces are being put in place and, you know, we'll see what Facebook says in, in, a, in, a, in a couple of weeks from here, you know, potentially, you know, some some rumors coming up around what they're going to do with their company and, and you know, in, including their strategy for the metaverse. But, you know, I, I think I think the pieces are in place at a lot of these organizations that we expect to be leaders. Um, it's just, you know, kind of refining their strategy and bringing it fully to market. You know, we're just waiting for that to happen.
1: Josh, why is the hype happening right now, Um, these things that he's talking about, the convergence of technologies like virtual reality, augmented reality, uh, 3D gaming engines? They've all been around for a while now. Was there any critical mass moments that pushed the metaverse into reality?
4: Yeah, it's a bunch of things that have been converging for a while. I mean, the first commercial VIsS came out in the late '90s. 3D gaming has been with us, you know, for years, and if not decades, for now. But this is how Matthew sees it.
0: It's hard to pinpoint an exact time, but you're, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it is the convergence of lots of technologies, like game engines and online game acceptance, and you know the the depth and and interactivity and social features that have been built into games in the last several years. Um, You know, it's it's how important social networking has become in our lives and, um, you know, all all of the back end technology like the cloud and potentially 5G distribution will help accelerate as well. But I think we also can't forget the social factor, which is the pandemic helped accelerate it as well. Right. When people were stuck at home and couldn't socialize in person they turned to virtual ways of socialization house party became popular for a little bit and people did you know hang out with their friends in fortnite and roblox and whatever and i think people became accustomed to you know socializing while physically separate and i think that also helped accelerate as well because that created a whole lot of you know not only just demand but also just awareness that this is actually a thing and you can actually do this and because of that i think that's why you're seeing it all come to fruition now as we come out of The pandemic in certain parts of the world and you know unfortunately certain parts of the world are still dealing with it but you know for the most part the the world economy is trying to open up as best as it can but a lot of these behaviors are still sticking around whether it's the enterprise with work from home you know cisco put out a survey saying you know many enterprises are looking at having some you know hybrid flexibility in the future um you know whether whether it's consumers who You know, maybe you're still doing zoom meetings with your friends, or you're like us stuck in Hong Kong, and you really can't leave because of quarantine rules. So you have to still zoom with your families. And, you know, I'm in that boat. But, you know, there's, you know, so I think there's a lot more acceptance and an awareness of, of virtual socialization. And, you know, I think that's also a key, you know, consumer driver for for the metaverse advancement.
4: So I've been following Roblox, Fortnite, and Tencent developing their answers to the metaverse. So I had to ask him, what was the big moment he realized Facebook was going all in on the metaverse?
0: Once I saw earlier this year that Facebook had 10,000 employees working on Oculus, it kind of just clicked in my head Um, because you don't have 10,000 employees in R&D building Beat Saber, right? You have far greater ambitions, if that's the case. Uh, That's 20% of their workforce. For those that don't know, Facebook has 20% of its workforce within Oculus and associated businesses. And so when you start to put that picture together, you understand that there's far more um, behind the scenes that they're excited about and that they're building than just building games for VR and experiences for VR. I mean, VR is one way to access the metaverse, but there was a lot uh, more at stake. And so, you know, when I wrote our report, you know, it came out back in June. It was about a month before Zuckerberg came out on the earnings call and said metaverse a couple dozen times, and then he did that podcast interview with The Verge where he basically said Facebook is a metaverse company and we're all in on the metaverse. You know that so that you know it was a it was a timely report, but you know it, it did you know it did kind of start from there. Um, you know, so we'll see we'll see what they can put put out and put together. I think they've put a lot of pieces in place. There's obviously the concerns lingering around, do consumers trust Facebook? You know, I, I, I think that, you know, they will be a strong platform in the metaverse, particularly for the older generation who's going to be looking for ways to virtually socialize because, you know, they do have a lot of popularity with an older population. And, you know, Roblox skews very young, Fortnite skews not as young as Roblox, but still quite young. Um, you know, a lot of these platforms that are leading the metaverse or have a young lean to them. Um, you know, so if Facebook can, can be that virtual social platform for, for an older generation, that's looking to connect with people, um, in different ways, um, that's a very promising value proposition for them, you know, for a long time. And so, um, you know, that, that, that's kind of how it came together in my mind. And, you know, you know, we've started to look at others who might be the next dark horse, because obviously Facebook is by no means a dark horse anymore. I look at ByteDance and I think that there, there there's there's interesting things going on there. Similar to what I thought about Facebook, they they obviously have TikTok Yin, which is a massively dominant social platform with their short video. They are investing heavily in games, and you know I think games as a as a content layer are very important to the metaverse. Obviously, not every game is a metaverse, but games can be elevated to the metaverse. And then and then they they recently acquired a VR headset company, which you know again uh, an access way to the to the metaverse. And so. I think there's interesting, you know, pieces being put together there as well. That that you know, if you layer in some other uh, aspects um, alongside that, I, th- I think there 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 is definitely a metaverse play to be had in that company. I mean, obviously, you have the leaders other than than Facebook. You have Roblox. You have Epic. You have Tencent. You have Microsoft with Minecraft. You have lots of companies that clearly are leading the pack today. You have some of these challengers, and then you have all these distributed Web three platforms that are built on blockchain and built on distributed technologies, which, you know, I, I, I are, are still kind of figuring it out and doing a lot of development, but are quite interesting as well.
1: That's an interesting list of stepping stones there into the metaverse. Roblox and Minecraft for the younger people, then Fortnite, then Facebook for the mom and dad. But Josh, what about China's big tech companies?
4: That's an exciting question because there's been so much happening with regulation restriction on gaming in mainland China right now. But there's also so much money, tech innovation, especially in AR and VR. This is what he had to say.
0: I think for China, you know, given the restrictions there are already before this year on content and given the restrictions that have been put in place, I think particularly if you think about the metaverse as an evolution of gaming, obviously that's going to limit the user universe of metaverse users in the the near term, right? You know, that that under 18 age bracket probably won't be able to access it nearly as much as older players. You know, it's to be seen how these things are constructed and how the metaverse actually takes shape, whether it's a game legally or not. Um, You know, but clearly there's an impetus from the government to reduce screen time for minors. And so it's safe to assume that it's obviously going to take hold with More of an older audience. And just to put it in perspective, Roblox, which is a a leading global metaverse platform outside of China, um, half of their daily active users are under the age of 13, and about 80% by our estimates are under 18. So, you know, clearly, you know, that that is a demographic that skews heavily and has high demand for these sorts of uh, applications. So I think just right from from the get go, it's clear that, you know, the types of experiences have to be different to, to appeal to a more mature audience. Because of the restrictions in the company in the country, excuse me. I also think, you know, just historically, there, there's always been restrictions on user generated content to various degrees, um, types of content that can be made. And so because of, you know, it's a much tighter regulatory regime around user-generated content, you know, I do think that that's that that UGC aspect that I think is going to be a huge part of of the of the. You know, the ex-China metaverse, if you will, will obviously take a, a more of a back seat in the Chinaverse, as I like to call it. It'll, it'll be important, but obviously it'll be more tightly controlled and tightly regulated um, along with the restrictions in the country. Um, you know, so so other than that, you know, uh, you know, it, it really makes you think, all right, well, who are the large social platforms, gaming platforms that can elevate their experiences? And you really zero in on Tencent and ByteDance, right? I mean, as the real leaders that can potentially do this, um, you know, you know, the, the Others, others might have plays in the metaverse, but you know we don't really know what those are yet. Um, you know, so we have to see. But you know, anyone that has a large user base on a tech platform is already starting from a position of strength. It's how you put the assets in place and how you right size your strategy to really take advantage of some of these opportunities. And I think Tencent's already really driving the charge there um, in China. You've seen them already do concerts and other sorts of live events to really capitalize on the metaverse. They've already outlined that, you know, they 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 have a metaverse strategy. They came out early and, and said that they are an investor in Roblox. They're an investor in, in Epic Games, right? So, you know, this is something that I think is going to be a big push from them to continue their dominance of, of the, on, you know, if we broadly call it online entertainment to encompass the metaverse, um, you know, they're obviously the dominant platform in the online game sector. Um, this is going to be a big push for them to maintain that dominance, not just in China, but globally. Um, you know, with with these platforms, whether that they own or that they're invested in, um, and 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 really elevate these experiences into the metaverse.
1: So that's Matthew Canterman from Bloomberg Intelligence. He's looking at the money and the investment moving into the metaverse. But Josh, can you take us to someone who is actually making the metaverse?
4: Yeah, sure. I've also been speaking with this guy. Oh, I'm
3: Alex Chu. Uh, I'm uh, I, I'm uh, one of the very first uh, game developer in China mainland started from 1994 when I was at college.
4: This is Alex Xu. He's one of the old school game developers from mainland China. He started out in the mid-90s and been working in game development. And then later became the CEO of uh, Leyou, a big uh, listed gaming company in Hong Kong. And now he started a new company called Multimetaverse. This is what he told me about his vision of the metaverse
3: uh, a lot of people was talking about metaverse uh, uh, because they they see radio Player one right uh, uh, but i don't think that's the right way to to express uh much uh, metaverse because you, you don't hope uh you don't count on everybody living in one virtual world uh, uh, forever uh, everybody 100% of everybody so all your offline uh, social connections or ported or mirrored into the virtual world, I don't think that's uh, you know at least from the game industry people. I, I don't think in that way. I, I think uh, uh, gamers they they want they want variety uh, different uh, experiences in different virtual world, right? We're we trying to to be original, trying to be very uh, creative. Uh, we, we we create virtual world to. Um, to, to find a way to, uh, to, to, to entertain people uh, uh, because they, 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 they feel, make them feel virtual world is better than uh, their physical life. They, want, they don't want to, most of them, they don't want to mirror their physical life onto the virtual world 100%. right? I, I think that's the right way. Uh, that's the wrong way to ex- express uh, metaverse. So I think metaverse should be uh, a variety. Uh, all kinds of uh, virtual world. Uh, They all possibly link with your physical life, but um, you decide uh, which part of your physical life you want to be linked with which virtual world, which metaverse. So I call it multi-metaverse. We we need more original variety of the entertainment uh, creations uh, into the metaverse not just the one copy of the physical world. That's wrong.
1: It's interesting, he says, it's important uh, that the metaverse not be a copy of the physical world because one of the things we're seeing is how Zoom calls will be replaced by the metaverse where we all get to pick our own avatars, but the meetings are all being held in virtual offices that look just like real life.
4: Actually, in the previous stories I did about the metaverse, Alex made a comment which said, if you still have to study, work, deal with office politics, and be penalized by the rich and powerful, this virtual world will not have a whole lot of entertainment value. So naturally, I had asked him about that.
3: I think uh, metaverse, uh, how metaverse is different, with the, is different with the virtual world, those are all you know similar uh, uh, terms right but i think the only difference the key difference is metaverse emphasizes the connection with physical world but virtual world doesn't i think that's the key difference so it's just a link with physical world it's metaverse is emphasizing you can use virtual world technology to help to merge with your physical world to help your physical world things uh, to be more efficient or doing better. Uh, not only entertainment. You you can do entertainment like Pokemon Go, uh, leveraging virtual world creations, virtual world uh, uh, technology to make your entertainment more fun. But in most of the most of the more valuable, uh, 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 more value comes from the other, you know, non-entertainment areas. That, that's my, that's my opinion. For example, you can see Facebook's, uh, rec room, uh, uh work workroom, right? So they, 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 they give you more efficiency for you to be able to do offline physical, uh, work things, uh, education, scientific research, whatever, uh, uh, commercial sales, uh, you know, I I think AR applications is one of the best example to show that how these virtual world technology can help offline things. I think that's the key area, uh, metaverse that this term gives you new concept versus if you only emphasize the virtual world part of the metaverse term, that's pure entertainment, that's pure gaming, which game developers already have been doing that for half a century already. That's not anything new. That's already been doing for for, for many decades already. That's nothing new. Virtual world is an old term. But if you want to use metaverse as a new term, you have to emphasize the key difference the physical link, not copy your physical world onto virtual world. That's wrong. It's the link between virtual world and offline physical world. What kind of links? And what kind of links can do what kind of things? You you should focus thinking about that part, not thinking about what kind of new entertainment they can do for you. Think about things Non-entertainment.
1: I can't think of anything less entertaining than having to choose an outfit for my avatar to attend a virtual meeting for work. Um, so does he have a vision for the other things people will be doing in the metaverse?
4: Yes, he does. And it's interesting because he has seen how far gaming engines and game design have come in over the past 25 years. So this is what he had to say about that.
3: In the entertainment area, all our game developers are already doing everything. You can dream of and you can think of just, uh, you know, uh, get rid of the headache of the gaming uh, sector, but not because of Metaverse. It's just game industry, their own problem. So think about more things like uh, if you're in a car shop, you have an AR uh, glass and you can, you know, decorate your car and customize your car before you buy to home. Uh, you know, right, right on site at the spot, you can change the uh, outfit uh, of your car, right? That, that's Metaverse is bringing, or or you can you can uh, you, you can have a, a live show, uh, you know, just just using a VR set at home and don't have to go to the the auditorium, right? That, that's something you can imagine using Metaverse uh, technology.
1: So Josh, do you have a VR headset yet?
4: Oh man, I've been really on the fence about getting a VR headset for a long time. You know, I've been thinking about PlayStation VR as well as, you know, the uh, Facebook Oculus VR. But then it just, I've tried many of them, but it just, you know, they couldn't quite sell me on it. But I think we are almost reaching that point. Uh, maybe, in a, maybe in a year or two, I will maybe eventually get one.
1: What about AR glasses?
4: That's the thing that I'm really looking forward to. But I think at this point, most of the applications really sort of happen in our phones. So I think my iPhone actually does most of the tricks. So yeah, I, I, I use most of the AR applications for my phone.
1: I have a big question that I want to ask you. Do you play Pokemon Go?
4: Yeah, I play it was a sense, you know when it first came out. Uh, I did one of my first stories with SEMB actually on Pokemon Go back in 2016. So um, yeah, uh, it, was, it, was, it was quite a milestone moment there.
1: 2016, we see so many people on the streets playing Pokemon Go. When do you see people starting to use the metaverse um, on the street? Yeah, I think
4: Pokemon Go is one application of you know, how metaverse can, you know, somehow come to being. Um, you you do see now a lot of. Companies are using AR stickers, AR you know, uh, simulated realities to re-market their entertainments or products and such. I think we are reaching that point. We will see more AR applications coming in droves in the coming months. So how soon could it be? I can't really say at this point, but I have a feeling that we're going somewhere.
1: That's all we have this week for the Metaverse edition of Inside China. You can find more stories on China's big tech investment in the metaverse at scmp.com or follow Josh Ye on Twitter. Where can they find you?
4: Follow my Twitter handle, the Real Josh Ye. That's where I do a lot of postings about, about my stories and such.
1: My name is Xinmei Shen. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.